Metallica. Here they come, the kings of metal. Hey everyone, this is Tom Quee here from Alpha Metallica, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast. Where do I take this pain of mine? I run, but it stays right by my side. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck. And I'm Clint Wells. This is episode 106. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Good day, man. How do? Good day. How do? Ho, ho, ho. I hope you had a good Christmas, everybody. Oh, it was great. Hope uh, Santa Claus brought you all the treats. He, Honey, he brought me everything. He, I heard he brought Lucius a lovely collar. He brought me a lovely bath bomb. Oh, I have so many. You I have put a, it. I have a collection. Now. You put it in the tub, and honey, it explodes. Oh, it's. I mean, it's not. It's nonviolent, but. <laughs> well, it did shoot off. It did shoot off my feet, hands, back, legs, face, and arms. But other than that, it was a lovely <laughs> Christmas bath bomb. I'm glad you still have your voice, so you could join. <laughs> much us today. like the much like the poor soul, unfortunate soldier in the one video, oh, I still have my God. mind and my tongue. Oh God, poor guy. Well, okay. Oh, hey, good morning. We're an all Metallica podcast. If you don't already know, it might be someone's first time ever hearing this shit. And they just heard the Joyces for the first time. And they've already gone down to something else. Wow. They're like, where's that uh, Anthrax podcast? They're like, they didn't immediately start talking about Metallica. What the fuck, man? We're going to talk a lot about Metallica today. Don't worry. It's episode 106, and we are going to be continuing the Justice Box set by listening to the Troubadour show from May 24th, 1988. If you guys aren't familiar, you may have heard of the Troubadour. Great venue. It's one of my favorites I've ever played. However, it is quite tiny. I mean, it's we're quite talking tiny. three, four hundred people. Yep. Cap. I mean, uh, that is the site of the very first ever Guns N' Roses show. That was the first Guns N' Roses show when they got back together with Slash and Duff. Uh, Elton John broke there, James Taylor, Carly Simon, the yeah. Eagles, Linda Ronstadt. The history of the Troubadour it's in Los crazy, Angeles yeah. is just, it's part of the fabric of of music history. Music history, yeah, especially the L.A. music scene. And I've seen the Cardigans there. I saw Super Drag there before I was even friends with John. Oh, my goodness. Saw all sorts of good shows there. I've Very played cool. there. Very cool. I've played there a bunch. It's 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 one of my favorites for sure. Oh, yeah. So we're going to burn that show down. And one of the exciting things we're going to do is a, a listener wrote in and reminded us that on episode six, which was 100 proper episodes ago, yeah, I think we are up to like 150 or 60 or something with all the metal tales. With, yeah, with all the extras we are, yeah. But episode six, 100 proper episodes ago, we did our top 10 deep cuts and our top 10 all-time favorites. And he had the idea of, like, let's see what those look like now. And they're yeah, different. They are sure. different, yeah, 100 episodes later. So this is, this. so we're going to, we're going to, Ethan has dialed up our um, our old ones, and we're going to read that list, and then we're going to kind of compare the differences. Yeah. After two years of complete Metallica immersion. It's so much immersion. I mean, it's been, yeah. Metallica has been... One of the most important things of my day, every day, 
for two years. Every day. I mean, it's and it's not like you know in the early you know the early days of this podcast where it was one episode a week. Now we've got, of course, we have Metal Tales from the Road, radio episodes, all these all these things. So yeah. there's a lot of a lot of Metallica's been happening in our lives. Someone on Reddit recently said on the Metallica Reddit, someone started a thread that was like, "Has anyone ever heard of Metal Podcast? I oh, love cool. it." And most people wrote in, they're like, oh, we love it. It's great. This one guy wrote in, he was like, yeah, they've run out of ideas. What? I'm like, hmm. Jay Weinberg of Slipknot. Uh, we're having Jim Brewer on the show. Metal Tales from the Road. Metal Up Your Podcast yeah, Radio. Yeah, Justice for All box set. Uh, doing all the box set. The, we exploring the big four. Yeah, this, no more ideas. Sorry. <laughs> I guess that's what a podcast looks like. Let's run out of ideas. Yeah, we, yeah we're, we're getting better and better guests and better content than we ever have. They probably look at like... Oh, they covered all the records and the members. I don't care anymore. Well, that's okay. So, you know what? Piss off. The thing that sucks about that, though, is someone who might be interested in the podcast has never heard of it, they they might think that's true. Where it's like, dude, right. if you want to get off the ride, get off the ride, but don't don't falsely uh, paint us. Don't paint us falsely. Yeah, that's right. We haven't run out of ideas. I have a wonderful idea about doing 90 Minutes of Joyce. Oh, my God. Who does this? Who doesn't do this? <laughs> All right, before we... So it's going to be a Metallica jam-packed episode. Which uh, pretty much every episode is. I can only think of one episode where we didn't talk about Metallica that much, and that was the Countdown to Extinction episode. We have so many fucking hours of us talking about Metallica. I mean, if you even think about just the proper episodes, and if they were only an hour long, we'd have 106 hours of Metallica. It's more than double that. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for the Blue Ribbon or a key to the city. I'm waiting for Medal of Honor. The, the, for someone to contact me for a hard drive of every episode to put in the Library of Congress. Oh, well, expect that soon from uh, the, the, yeah, the president. I think, I think so, yeah. All right, before we get into this shit, we've got the housekeeping. we got to do it. We are now a podcast that, with, that has a whole community. we got to do this housekeeping. I know it's boring. We have to. But it's part of the culture of the show. That's, that's, you're exactly right, Clint. Now, if you like the show... The easiest way for you to support it is to go to iTunes, leave a positive review. I know you're tired of hearing us talk about it. Guess who's real tired of talking about it? This guy. And this guy. I'm pointing to me and you. Yeah, we. So just go do it. And the thing is, people are putting like funny and clever shit over there. You might get a laugh out of us. It's fun. You I love e- reading those. You could even challenge yourself. How, how, what's the funniest, weirdest thing I can say yeah, whilst leaving yeah. a review? What's the funniest review you could leave? Most creative. Maybe we'll read it on the show. Maybe we will. Yeah. Hey, maybe you'll win a prize. Maybe the most creative will get a, a, some guitar picks or something. Who Since knows? the beginning of this fucking podcast, we have been... I don't know another podcast that gives out as many gifts as we have. Maybe we'll give some gifts away to the most clever yeah. iTunes uh, review. It doesn't even have to be Christmas time. We're giving shit away. Uh, we got the Patreon. You're going to hear a commercial for that later. In the meantime, we got two new patrons. The first one we're going to read has a lot of names, much like our beloved Robert Trujillo. Yes, this is very true. It is uh, Luis Felipe uh, Guimaeres Bronco. Bronco. All right. Branco. We also have Jordan Blackhurst. Thanks, guys. We're going to give so it up much. for you guys. <laughs> we are going to give it up for the patrons. That support means the world to us. Uh, a big part of why the show kicks ass, if you think it does, which I do, is because of the patrons. That's right. Yeah, with, with, without your help, we, we would just be like we were in the first month, like, uh, hey guys, listen to our podcast, we like Metallica. We are speaking into a total and utter black hole of nothing. That's right. No, we love you guys, and we're, we're, we're very appreciative for uh, the donations you make and the things you, you buy and all that stuff. It, it helps us stay afloat and uh, helps us do cool things like our party coming up, which is another reminder, uh, January 23rd, the night before Metallica plays, here in Nashville, we were be at the Cobra in East Nashville. We don't need to go into how you get an Airbnb or a hotel. You're all adults. You know how to do Look that stuff. Um, but uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to get packed. Uh, someone made a suggestion. I think it's in one of the emails we'll read here in a second. 
but uh, about maybe creating a Facebook event. And maybe oh, I, yeah. I should do that to get a, maybe an RS, RSV. Great. BP, maybe a general number. Who's Start to get coming. a head count, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'd hate to turn people away. That would be a bummer. And I'm being serious. It might be that crowded. It'd be Who knows? pretty cool. We'd be pretty cool. Sorry, it's full. <laughs> There's just a line wrapped around Cobra. Yeah, people all freezing in Metallica t-shirts. Right. Sorry. We're Clinton Ethan. We always want to meet him. And that's when we walk out into the line and go sing him some songs. We'll do a meet and greet. Yeah. 2500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, we're doing the hardwired experience, Nashville edition. <laughs> like, is James going to be there? No. But no. Clinton Ethan will be. Maybe yeah. we'll get Paul in there. Yeah, Paul can be in there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really include a buffet, so to speak, but uh, you know, we'll buy you a hot dog or something. I mean, think about all the pe- so uh, Paul Moak, He's going to be there. You've heard of Paul? Yes. Can you imagine meeting Paul? It's going to be. We, we might even have a little booth for him. Yeah, a kissing booth. Uh, it's looking like maybe Jim Florentine's going to be there. Remember Wayne Summers, who returned the Master of Puppets? Wait, Jim Florentine's going to come. Uh, Jim Brewer or Jim Brewer. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wow, Jim Florentine's on the show. backdrop that got returned. Wayne Summers yep. did that. He was on the show. He's going to be Wayne's there. Wayne's going to be there. Uh, the Pyro episode, our friend Matt Thomas, he's going to be yep. there. My friend Wes, who currently works for Metallica, works does the tuning room, does teleprompter, does all sorts of stuff. He's going to be there. I think he's bringing some of the Metallica crew with him. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. Yeah. All right. So that's January 23rd, Tuesday night, the yep. night before the Nashville show. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, there's also, you want to mention, because uh, the Birmingham show. All right, so the day of the Birmingham show, it's just a party, right? Which is Monday. There is a pre-party before the show itself at Same my day. at my friend Kerrigan's. That's the name of the bar. It's on Morris Avenue. Uh, where we he's he is very generously giving us a a a place in his badass bar to sort of uh con- you know hang out together. Yeah. So we're not making an episode or anything. We're just gonna be hanging out. Kerrigan's just to hang, from yeah. four to six before the show in Birmingham. I think they call that an appearance. We'll be making an appearance. We'll be doing a book signing. That's right. And we're only signing dudes' boobs. Yeah, That's, only dudes' boobs. So we're boobs. signing. So the, here's the good news: we're signing boobs. But here's small the, caveat: male only. Male only. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't fuck with that stuff. No, 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 no. We're not trying to have a Me Too moment up in this podcast. Hell no. But for a dude, no problem. Yeah, we'll sign like the palm of your hand, ladies. <laughs> I won't even do that. <laughs> Not even going there. Okay, fair no, enough. I'm, I'm meeting their eye line. We're going to do the ass out hug or the side <laughs> hug. You know, women come to my studio a lot to write, and I just I just go ahead and say it. I'm like, hey, what kind of hug do you want to do? You want to do the side hug? Christian the, side hug. The ass out hug where you hug, but your butts are out. Yeah. Or do you want to, how do you want to do it? They often opt for the full on full hug. Bear hug? Yeah. They trust me. They, I, they I like, they like who the, it is. Yeah. yeah, they like that you just sort of get to it. I won't ever do an ass out hug with you. Okay? If Just you did, so I would you know. be so offended. I would be too. I would, I would be, be offended <laughs> at myself. I'd be like, why did I stick my ass out so far? So speaking of start, starting a Facebook uh, event for that, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter and Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, whatever your socials d- deal is. Yeah. Have you heard this Elon Musk, Joe Rogan interview? Not yet, no. Is it on Joe Rogan's podcast? I yes, think? it's, it's, it's uh, eye-opening, amazing, real scary. They're, they go on a huge tangent about AI, and it's. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm sad to inform you and all of our listeners, it's not good news. I'm in. Yeah, go check it out. All right. Um, the reason I brought that up is he was talking about how uh, Sam or uh, Joe Rogan was talking about like you know cyborgs and our us merging with technology, and Elon Musk posits we're already cyborgs because our phones are basically. They're not just little luxury devices. They are full-on extensions of our digital they're our life. New, they're like our new brains. Well, they're just, they're just now part of us. Well, you know how people, like conspiracy theorists, get freaked out about like, oh, I'm not going to let them insert like a chip in me to know my location. Well, you, guess what? You don't need a damn chip. You're holding one. 
Right. It's in your pocket at all times. It's with you always. You have anything. If, if someone wants to find you, they can find you unless you go get like a disposable flip phone from like a 90s crime show. Right. So. And then they'll just use your TV or your car or whatever. It's all, right. all your fucking refrigerator. They yeah. make smart refrigerators now yeah. that will tell you when you're out of milk. Yeah, they, have, like, they look like giant iPads on the front of them. No, thanks. No, I'm good. I don't need my fucking robot refrigerator to tell me I'm out of milk. Now, a robot cow that could produce milk, that's different. A robot cow that could produce milk without harming any animals would be an A-plus for humanity. A-plus. Great right? for carbon emissions. Look, uh, if we could just quit harming the cows for dairy, it'd be an A-plus for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Clint, that's Clint's political <laughs> campaign slogan he runs for office. That's vegan ethos. An A-plus for humanity. <laughs> that's a, a vote for Clint Wells is a vote... For A plus for humanity, and you don't want to take your report card home to Dad with anything less than an A plus. And Clint Wells will give that to you, <laughs> USA. All right, now one of the last things we do before we check in with the Middle of Your Podcast family via email is I have completely, well, not completely, I have given a lot of TLC to our website, MiddleUpYourPodcast.com. What does that mean? Well, you can now purchase our first volume of Cover Our World Blackened on our website for. You guessed it, five ninety eight. I do love the little touch there. That's nice. So yeah, it's a, it it's a little little bit of a discount than other digital outlets. The other digital outlets, I think, it's seven or eight bucks. Yeah, but I decided to make it five ninety eight because it ties into Metallica, honey. This is what we I do. Mean, We're have a Metallica you heard of the five ninety eight Black Album? <laughs> Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Oh, the the uh, long awaited follow up debut to Ride the Lightning. Yes, I have heard of that. Exactly, and you know, Jason Newstead was the five hundred ninety eighth bass player to audition. Well, it's a real shame that he died in that bus accident. Because, I know. But you know what we got after that? Cliff Burton. That's right. Cliff will just move on. He's still in the band. I remember when Robert Trujillo joined Megadeth. Oh. It was a wonderful day. It was great. It was a wonderful day. We had those awkward years with Jason, uh, not John, what's his name? Mar- Marty Freeman on bass. That was weird. When Marty Freeman hit those drums, I was like, ooh la la, I'm in heaven again. His curls just flowing around. <laughs> Blowing around. Honey, my dentist, Nick Menza, he was the best. <laughs> oh, Nicholas. Who doesn't love Nicholas? I called him St. Nick, the, den- the Menza dentist. <laughs> What's happening? It's because uh, it's, it's technically New Year's Eve as you're listening to this, and we're just kind of ready to be done with this year, right? You know what it is? Are we going crazy? You know what it is? I was in a really bad mood, and now that we're here, and you're here at my studio, and we're talking about Metallica, I'm feeling better. Well, and you know what? I, it just kind of just occurred to me. I mean, this is... This episode is dropping the day before. It's our two-year anniversary episode, too. Man. Well, I mean, we, I, mean, I think we've been distracted by the fact that we're doing an anniversary party slash pre-party on the 23rd. But, I mean, this thing launched January 1st, 2017, and that is tomorrow. Well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Did you give me some flowers or anything? Um, I'll show you later. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you a non-ass-out hug before I leave. That's my <laughs> present to you. I got you a sex swing. <laughs> is that cool? Ooh. Can you imagine like a totally platonic gift, but it's a sex swing? It's something really. No, you're just gonna need you're gonna need to find some uh, find the support beams. You, you need to find ceiling. some support beams in the ceiling, and you want to really make sure you get them in there good because you don't want that thing falling on you. Oh no, or your partner. Um, or, okay, or do you? Uh, other shit I added on there. Go to our website, sign up for our newsletter. We're not gonna hit you or spam you. It's gonna be once a month, if that. About giveaways, lunar Satan, yeah. radio episodes, news. news, all that shit. Just go to the website and, that, and just hang out there for a minute. And you can listen to all the new episodes while you're hanging That's out. That's right, there. yeah. Old, old episodes of uh, other podcasts we've been on, all sorts of good stuff. Now, we get a shitload of emails from the Metal Your Podcast family. We love reading them. We love hearing from people. Uh, we love being a part of this community. 
And uh, oh, yes. we choose five every week to read, usually from patrons. We got five this week we're going to read. Metal up your podcast show at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of us. Let's head, head over to that email corner. Done. All right, our first email is from Nicole Williams. She says, hey guys, just wanted to wish you and your families a happy holiday season. Well, oh, thank, thank you. you. Right back at you. Uh, I can hardly believe the national show is finally only a month away. Sounds like you're going to have a great turnout for the party. Have you, Ethan, ever considered creating an event on Facebook so folks can RSVP? That way you know in advance if you need to uh, bribe the fire marshal. Winky <laughs> face, Nicole. Uh, well, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and do that today when I get home. I'll create a Facebook event for it. So if you all are listening, we are, in general, less active on Facebook than Twitter and Instagram just because Clint's not even on Facebook. I try not to be on Facebook a lot. But I will create an event for this party, cool. and we can see we can get a rough idea of all who's coming and how many people, and if we do need to bribe the fire what, marshal. What's not clear to me is if Nicole is coming. Could hardly believe the national show is finally only a month away. That's great. That's that sounds like she's coming. Is she excited for us or for? Then she says, "Sounds like you're going to have a great turnout." Well, you're going to have a great turnout, like it's our party we're hosting. I, I hear you. Know what I'm trying to say. I hope she comes. Yeah, hope you're there, Nicole. I think Nicole's rad. I hope she comes. Um, anything else to say about that? So we'll have that up. We'll have an event up by probably by the time you hear this. Oh, definitely by the probably time you hear do this. It yeah. This week, sometime. I'll do it today. Uh, our next email is from Cyrus. Merry Christmas, Clinton Ethan. Merry Christmas, Merry Cyrus. Christmas. Hope you and yours had a great Christmas. No snow here in Southwest Colorado. He says the Schecter four string Omen bass I got for Christmas doesn't work. What? Plugged it into the Fender Rumble twenty five I got as well. Nice suggestion again, Clint, and got nothing. After much testing, there's a wiring problem in the base. The battery for the active pickups was actually getting hot. It wasn't all a loss, though. My parents got me the Justice for All remastered box set, and my sweet wife got me VIP meet-and-greet tickets to the Disturbed show in Albuquerque. You guys weren't kidding on the box set. It's a monster. I sat there on the floor for an hour just looking at what was in it. Anyway, just wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Thanks again for everything you do. I was at a week-long training in the middle of nowhere, and your podcast really helped me get through the lonely times away from my family. Cyrus from Durango, Colorado, New Jersey. Awesome. Well, that sucks that his, you know, I remember him saying that he was like passing on buying maybe tickets to a Metallica show. I think it was tickets to a show, yeah. To get that bass. And, you know, you and I kind of said, hey, man, that bass is going to bring you, you know, longer joy. You're going to be able to play that bass every day. Yeah. It is a real bummer when you get a new piece of gear and it's not working. And there's something wrong with it. Yeah. But if it's just a little wiring issue, then hopefully it's something cheap to fix. Or if you know if you wear depending on where you got it, if you got it from Guitar Center or whatever, just send that bitch back and get another one. Yeah, let like, them hey, deal. Let them deal with it. Like, hey man, take that back. I want a new one. And uh, congrats on getting the box set. And thank you for the compliment. I'm glad our little show, uh, yeah. the little metal Metallica podcast that could. Oh, we're still here. Helped get you through that time being away from your family. That's right. All right. Next email is from uh, my close friend Jeff Fireball. He's from Hillbilly Casino here in Nashville. He said, "Hey, what's up, fellas? Normally I would just text my random thoughts to Ethan about the podcast." But since it's almost two in the morning, I thought I would. Uh, I, I thought it, I thought that would be a little rude. I'm currently driving down I-65, heading back to Nashville after the last night of our little mini tour. Uh, I've been burning down the old episodes on these drives while keeping up with the current ones. So I had to. Uh, so I just finished the Saint Anger episode when I realized the new episode must have dropped. I start the new episode and immediately am greeted by my lifestyle determines my death style and Bob Rock going ba do do deet ba dop. Because I put that, I someone found that. They found it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I think he's doing the hand gesture too, like pointing with all. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, are we doing the harmony? I just did. Let's do it in unison. Then you go up. Okay. And then 
maybe I'll even go up above that okay. on the third one. Wow. <laughs> Did Smokey fucking Robinson just come up Oh, my this God. At, hey, was that the Reverend Al Green? Excuse me, Barry Gordy. You I want know to we're sign close to Memphis, act? but geez, Stacks Records, here we come. <laughs> Shit. God damn. All right. Well, back to Jeff. Sorry, uh, back Jeff. Back to Jeff. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I said I just about busted a gut laughing. Anyways, just wanted to share my late night sleep-deprived uh, laugh with you guys and say thanks for getting uh, getting me back on the ride after so many years. I even listened to Load and Reload. Cheers, Jeff. Currently in the middle of Indiana, New Jersey. P.S. of any of this seems totally nonsensical. It's composed using talk-to-text. Very cool. Well, I think I told you this, and this is a common thing we've heard a lot on the podcast. Uh, Jeff, who was kind of a first first four records guy, mm-hmm. who got off the ride on the Black Album mm-hmm. and didn't really check back into like Death Magnetic, He's been burning down the black album. He re actually repurchased it, um, and now like a grown up by the like way, like a grown up buy your music like a fucking grown up people, like an adult. But he's been he's been burning through uh, load and reload as well. So I think it's like the highest compliment to me. I think so about too. the shows that, and you know what? Sometimes you need twenty years or however many years before you're ready to hear a record differently. Agreed. Yeah, you know. I mentioned it on the radio show this week, but the record that kind of Dave Matthews Band's St. Anger record, it's not that bad. Okay. was a record called Stand Up in 2005 or 6. <clears throat> I hated it so much that it's what it got me off the ride for like 10 years. Wow. Now that I've kind of had a resurgence and been having fun with it, I love Stand Up. Cool. It just takes, sometimes you have to be in a different place. Yeah, agreed. Oh, there's plenty of stuff, that, especially like in the late 90s that I kind of lost. I mean, even Load and Reload for me. Right. Um, where I go back and I'm like, wow, like I've got, you know, you, you know, you got a different head on your shoulders, man. You're, you've grown up, your tastes have changed, all sorts of things. So. And in some ways it's like a gift because it's like if you're ready to start hearing that, if you're ready to receive yeah. the Load and Reload sauce, uh, it's almost like getting a new Metallica record. It really is. That's yeah. what's cool about it. You totally. Know? Well, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that. And thank you for using Talk to Text and not killing yourself in uh, Indiana, New Jersey. Yeah, Jeff is a monster driver. He, he does the majority of driving in his band. You know, when I was rocking vans, um, I'd, I liked to do that, too, because I liked to just know that I was in control. Yeah. yeah. Just like, let me do it. You, you misfits fucking go to sleep or drink, sip off that bottle of Jack. Right. Pop a bear up here. And I always liked to pack the trailer, too. Oh, I love packing trailers. If you, just, if you guys get all the bullshit out here... And will feed me like kick drum hardware. Like I can yeah. get. I love the Tetris oh, angle yeah. of packing a trailer. Is that the Tetris theme song? Oh, it's close. I started. I started going into Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that it? The... <laughs> We can't recreate that magic. I know. Dude, I'm going to pull out that sample of us doing that, That'll and I'm going to make a jingle out That'll, of it. Well, or that could be on Cover All or World Black and Volume 3 as a bonus track. <laughs> we're going to start the Cover All World Black and 3 with that. We're going to end with that, and we're going to do it about seven times in between. Yeah, so is that's, that cool? That's basically going to be Volume 3. Yeah. Um, our next email is from Luis Bronco. Is this our new patron, by yeah, the way? New oh, patron. Okay, right on. Hello, brothers. My name is Luis Bronco, and I'm from Lisbon, Portugal, New Jersey. Yeah. See, New Jersey. I've been to Lisbon. Stretches. The it whole fucking the vast of the oceans. It's you know there's you know there's a New Jersey in everyone's heart and everyone. Remember our ge- geography lesson uh, last week or however many weeks ago about Pangea. Yep. Well, Pangea is basically just another word for New Jersey. Yeah, most people didn't know that. If you really, I'd say it, almost it, almost everyone didn't know. Well, that. you know, history books are often full of lies. You know, they're not going to oh. tell you that Pangea is actually 
Latin for New Jersey. Right. Yeah. The people's Pangea. Exactly. Okay. The rock is the president. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm a Metallic nerd, and I'm so happy I came across your podcast. Of course, I started listening to you because of Metallica, but kept coming back because of the chemistry you guys have. So natural and funny. Also love the characters you create and how far you take them. I love doing that myself. I've recommended your podcast to my Metallic friends who never heard of you. I was discussing with one of them the other day about the reason why there's no base on justice. He was saying that they did it just to mess with Jason, but even though the hazing was undeniable, I cannot believe they would sacrifice low end on a record just to mess with Jason. He says, I mean, take they take their work seriously. Personally, I believe they did it in a sign of respect for Cliff, like saying no one will ever take your place, brother. Brother. That's why there's never going to be any base on that record even after they remastered it. Anyway, it sounds hella good to me. Like your covers, guys. Good job. I finally found a job, so I've become a patron of the show because I believe in you guys and want to support your journey together through the wonderful world that is Metallica. If you're ever in Lisbon, call me up. There's a tour of the city waiting for you. The boys love Lisbon. I guess it reminds them of San Francisco, New Jersey, and its Bay Area with the bridge. Anyway, keep rocking, brothers. Peace. Adios, Luis. What oh. a sweet email, dude. Oh, thanks, man. I've been to Lisbon. It's a wonderful city. Never been. Love it there. I bought a melodica in Lisbon at a little street market. Okay. Found an old like '70s uh, Honer melodica. If you know what a melodica is, well, first of all, you could spell it with a Metallica. Font, how do which is you awesome. how do you test that for like tetanus? That was the only thing. Is it it will it was cheap. It was like ten bucks. It was cheap enough where I'm like, if this doesn't work, it just looks cool. Um, like, how do you put your mouth on a '70s melodica that you find in, in Spain. Lisbon? <laughs> Uh, I didn't actually put my mouth What's on What's the it. disinfection process like? Uh, I got Clorox white bleach wipes, okay. and I, I, I wiped that thing down like crazy. Took the mouthpiece off, got inside the, everywhere. Okay. Anywhere I could. I took the whole thing apart and cleaned it out. I'm more <laughs> thorough than I would have been. But before I even did that, or sorry, after I did all that stuff, I still hadn't even tested it. And then once I finally put it all back together and I tested it, and like half the keys didn't work. Right. So whatever. That's, that's, that's a fond memory, though, of, uh, of Lisbon. Honey, it's a good story. I love it. It's, it's really good. All right. Our last email is from Nick uh, Garzellini. He says, good morning. Um, I just got listening to the latest episode talking about the Injustice for All early versions and demos. Uh, this is why I love the show so much. For two hours, I sat with a smile on my face listening to you two review the songs. This is exactly why I buy these box sets and uh, to hear rare, never-before-heard versions of these songs. Thank you for continuing with the, these reviews of the box sets. I can't wait to hear what the future box sets have to offer up. Keep up the great job. I unfortunately will not make the national show to, uh, for the pre-party. I will catch with you guys at a future show. Looking forward to see you guys in Dallas-Fort Worth. I owe you two beers. Nice. Thanks, Nick. Thank we'll, you, Nick. We'll take you up on that whenever that happens whenever we either either of us or together end up in dallas texas well ladies and gentlemen it's that simple if you want to reach out to us metal up your podcast show at gmail.com it's that easy we might even read it on the show you never know let's get out of here Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right. Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show. Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Blackened, which is the official Metal Up Your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP, we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects that Ethan and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. 
go check it out patreon.com slash metal up your podcast how do you spell that clint p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash metal up your podcast and if you really think about it five dollars a month for an entire year that's really just like a cup of coffee a month so go check it out thanks everyone peace adios all right so here's what we're going to do here's how we're going to structure this ep <clears throat> i'm putting this, the abrieve on it yeah do it what, yeah we're going to talk about our top 10 deep cuts underappreciated metallica songs we're going to read our lists from two years ago and then we're going to catch each other up and talk a little bit about what's changed maybe yeah then we're going to listen to the troubadour show together we're going to burn it down together like all one together. big family that's right all together now then we're going to do our top 10 of all time and we're going to compare them with two years ago see what's right. changed have a little metallica convo we also might be hearing from Dave Mustaine a little later. Um, he's been doing a lot of tweeting. He has been doing a lot of tweeting lately. So and we've got a segment that's uh, pr- that's already ready to rock for well, some Dave Mustaine tweets. I would love to hear what's happening when the old in the Dave Mustaine Twitterverse. All right, cool. So you have dialed up our previous. Yeah. So who's you want? Do you want to start? Or you want me to start with my top ten? Um, let's do your top ten. Okay. So we start with deep cuts, right? Deep cuts. So let's okay. hear what your deep cuts were two years yeah. ago. Two years ago, my deep cuts were this. So let, so let me let me say real quick. Okay. So this would have been so this is a, within the first month of us doing the podcast, right? So these are kind of your favorite deep cuts as a pure fan. Yes. So this is just the deep cuts that you carried with you your life as a Metallica fan. Yeah. Before we knew this podcast would be worth a shit or anything. And here's another thing that I did. Uh, I want to point out is that I didn't go back and look at what this was before I created. My I new didn't one. either. I agree. I didn't either. Didn't do any of that. And I'm already seeing a lot of differences and some of the same stuff. So here's right. here's my top ten deep cuts two years ago. Ten to one. Number ten, the Outlaw Torn. Number nine, the Freddy's Insanity. Number eight, Don't Tread on Me. Number seven, The Unforgiven Three. Number six, Live Is to Die. Number five, Trapped Under Ice. Number four, Metal Militia. Number three, The God That Failed. Number two, Disposable Heroes. And number one, Dire's Eve. I can't believe that Metal Militia is number four on that. That's two years ago. Wow, so weird. Well, Metal Militia is not on my current list. Really? Yeah. Is Dire's Eve on your current list? Yes. I figured that would stay. Yeah. All right. So, shall I get into current? Yeah. Let's. Let's. So let's. And hear then the... we'll then we'll burn down your old one and and so forth. Yeah. Well, let's hear what's going on now. All right. And maybe let's talk about why maybe some of these got changed. Yeah, for sure. Um, number ten, Man Unkind. Okay, we got some hardware. So sauce. I didn't have anything on hardware in the last one. Okay, I mean at that point, hardware was only two months old, right? If that, six right. weeks old. So we were still maybe kind of binging it, excited about it, but maybe didn't didn't have it assimilated in our hearts. Yeah, they hadn't really stuck yet. Um, number nine, the Unforgiven Two. Okay, uh, surprising. It's become one of my since this podcast has become one of my favorite deep cuts because I thought that was your least favorite Unforgiven. It technically is. Okay. Not that it's a bad song. It's still oh, yeah, an amazing yeah. song. Well, one's got to be the least. Of course, yeah. Um, number eight. I do have some Kill em All love here. Jump in the Fire. Cool. It felt weird to make that a deep cut because it's so close to the top of the record, but yeah. it's but they never play it. No. It's, a deep, it's a deep cut. Yeah, it's a deep cut for sure. Um, I s- believe it was a single. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. They made it a single, I think, when, they, when, they, when Music for Nations took it over to Europe. Yeah. It's weird to think of that as yeah, a Yeah, it was single. the one with the... Actually, I have the single. Well, the big, one with the demon the, on the it. The demon so, on it, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one, another one that stayed. Uh, just different positioning. Uh, Trapped Under Ice. Gotcha. It's one of my favorite deep cuts off of, uh, of Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, this might surprise you. Number six, Wasting My Hate. Wow. Yeah. I know you... I do know that you like that tune. That tune... So I, I, lately, I've been really sticking in uh, uh, with 90s Metallica in, in the last maybe month or so, listening mm-hmm. to really much the Black Album and the Loads. Cool. And uh, some of those deep cuts are really grown on me even more than they already have. For some reason, uh, well, probably because it's a cool song, that is one of the ones that 
that for whatever reason James likes. Yeah, he played it at the 30th anniversary shows. They they played Wasting My Hate like at proper shows. Yeah, so I think he likes like the kind of there's like a punk rock attitude to it, that song. Th- that one does. It kind of has a Misfits vibe to it, and I think that's probably why he digs it. Yeah. Um, I love the chord progression of the, the main riff, and it's uh, kind of a brutal, cool bitching concept too. Like, I'm not going to waste my hate on you. You're not even yeah, worth that. That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's like me with my bug guy. <laughs> it's true. The people of Metal the Podcast community missed that whole thing. I got so mad at my bug guy today. Like, well, if, real quick, if, because you don't know a bug guy, someone that comes over and sprays through your bugs. And yeah, a bug guy keeps them out of your house. What, what do you guy. what do you call him? Uh, an exterminator? I guess. Yeah, we've only ever had that uh, happen. We only had someone to do that like one time. They oh, you don't outside. have like a regular bug guy. No. So we have a bug guy. We that put comes... down spider traps and stuff. Gotcha. And catch them ourselves. So we have a guy that comes like whatever. It's like seventy bucks, and he comes once every two months or something. Right. And he kind of just does the outside. Yeah. Usually, I mean, for the most part, you should be good for them spraying on the outside. But it is the south when it gets warmer, bugs tend to come. So he'll in more. do the inside like twice a year. Yeah. And that's usually fine. Yeah. So anyway, I, he he showed up today unannounced. Yeah. Anyway, I was here for it. It was a little weird. He's just, he, you know, we have these people in our lives. He just always is too personal. What if he is listening to the podcast? That's fine. Because <laughs> guess what? For real. And I mean, that, Damien, you're fired. I told Ethan that after he left today, I'm like, I'm fired. Sorry, Damien. He's got to get a new bug guy. I need a new bug guy. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Speaking of bugs. Um, number five, mm-hmm. o- Orion. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Definitely a deep cut. I mean, yeah. I'm stoked on that one. Uh, was not on my original list. Man, that is shocking. That because that's your favorite instrumental, right? It is my favorite instrumental. I had on my original list. I had um, you had to live is to, to die. live is to die is number six. Dang. So so, that, so we're already seeing some pretty big changes. Big changes. Uh, number four, the Unforgiven three. Oh. So I've got two Unforgivens on my list. Wow. I mean, that's it's one of my favorite Metallica songs. You've heard me cover it on the mm-hmm. first volume of the mm-hmm. EP. Um, and I believe that one was on the first list. Did I say that? Uh, yes, it was on the first one. It moved up though. What was, number was it on the first list? Uh, it was originally seven, and uh, now it's four. Okay. Uh, now this is where um, it gets close to the original. Okay. Uh, number three, instead of number, th- it'd be number two. Number three is Disposable Heroes. Nice. Number two, My Friend of Misery. Nice. Um, which actually wasn't even on my first one. I had you had the god, god that, that failed. failed. Yeah. Right. Um, and number one still Dire- stands Dire's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one for you. It is. Yeah. That was, it was hard for that one not to be still at number one. Is that your favorite song on justice or is it blackened? Blackened's your favorite Metallica song, yeah, or at least as far as I know. Yeah. You'll find out if that's changed uh, shortly with bated breath. I wait. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. All right. <clears throat> All right. So Clint, I'm going to hand you Clint so he can see his, uh, well, you can just tell me what my, your deep cuts were yeah. original deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Clint's original deep cuts as of two years and, ago, and, and the same as you. I don't. I can't even remember what they were. Okay, number ten, um, the house that Jack built. Number nine, Jump in the Fire. Wow. Number eight, Better Than You, the Grammy Award winning. <laughs> Grammy Award single. winning. Uh, number six, My Friend of Misery. Number five, Escape. Number four, Carpe, Carpe Diem Baby. Number three, Disposable Heroes. Number two, Low Man's Lyric. Number one, The Thing That Should Not Be. Wow. That's really load and reload heavy too. Um, things are pretty different. Things are pretty different here. Yeah, I'm bad. Let's hear it. All right. Number 10 might be the most controversial one on the whole list. And and I mean it sincerely. Number 10 for me, favorite deep cut, top 10. I guess. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it's off St. Anger. Yes. Is it Dirty Window? It's Dirty Window. Yeah. You know, I almost, I almost put that at number 10, too. Like, uh, I can't justify it being any lower than 10. But it made it. I mean, I love yeah. that song. That's great. 
Now, I guess that's one of the only ones they. It's not as deep as Purify. Sure, but that's a that's a pretty damn deep cut. The fact that anything Saint Anger made any top ten right is a testament to how much I've grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, grown close to that exactly. record in that song. For people who say we're Saint Anger, we're not Saint Anger haters. We gave it a fucking fair shot. I mean, we've talked we, some shit on it, but it's all it, it's it's not all just to talk shit. It was it's our truth. We're fair about it. We're fair about it. Yeah. All right, number nine. You're gonna like this. Damage Inc. Yeah. It was a song that before this podcast I probably didn't spend a lot of time with, and now it's it's probably I don't know. It might be my favorite album closer. It's yeah, it's a it's a barn burner. Number eight. Uh, I, this might have been on my actual top ten of last two years ago, but number eight for me, I put through the never. Ooh, I would through the never and um, don't tread on me were close yeah. contenders for this list. So you lost don't tread on me from two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number seven, we got some hardwired love. I put now that we're dead. Ooh, that's a good one. Nice. I think that the whole drum circle thing, we've kind of forgotten how cool that song is on the record. Without the, yeah, now it's kind of like a slog because you know it's a pee break because it's going to be the extended right yeah drum circle. But just the little chunk of it, and it's a great solo. You know, we've kind of been hard on the solos of Hardwired, mm-hmm. but now that we're dead, as a great solo. It does, yeah. Um, number six, where the wild things are. Okay, giving some love to Jason Newstead as a co-writer. Where the wild things are is featured on cover of Black and Volume Two, and covering it. You probably had this experience covering your songs, getting inside of it, learning how to play it, learning how to play it differently. Yeah, for sure. Gave me a whole new appreciation for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pretty complicated tune. Oh, for sure. Number five, My Apocalypse. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, that's like... That's a know. great deep cut. That's a, I mean, that, that was one of the highlights of Death Magnetic the first week I listened to that record. I, it never really spoke to me. It's, that's definitely a product of doing this show. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, number four, Carpe Diem Baby. So I think that even moved up. Uh, you said number four? Yeah. That's at the same spot. No. Yeah, it was number four for you. <laughs> yes! I love me. <laughs> I'm, s- I'm, I'm so, so in tune with oh me. Gosh, I'm so smart. Number three, to live is to die. <clears throat> All right, my favorite instrumental. That's great. Uh, number two, more death magnetic love, the Judas Kiss. Number two, Judas it's well, Kiss. It's well documented, my love for that song. Yeah. You know what's funny? I don't really like that. Wow, don't wow, Yeah, I, I like more the. Um, when your bitches pop your back. I like that stuff. So what now? And I love that. That's a great chorus. Sell your soul to me. All right, number one, my favorite deep cut as of now, after two years of immersion, got to go with Fixer. Oh, Fixer. Got to. Your list is quite different. It's pretty different, right? I mean, you went Fixer from the thing that should not be. The only thing that was the same was Carpe Diem Baby, at, right? At number four. And it was at the same spot. Really? So yours is, yeah. So wow. it's completely different except for that. One song, yeah. And mine, uh, I had three, I think three that were on the old list. What are some songs, briefly, before we listen to this Troubadour show, what are some songs that that maybe made your li- your short list or whatever that didn't make the top ten? Like what songs had to go? Uh, what was waiting in the wings? Through the never, yeah, that was waiting, waiting there. Um, uh, Escape was in there still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
what's the one I was thinking of off it was off of a hardwired um well uh, you got man unkind conf- confusion confusion yeah um what about yeah. like a shortest straw or leper messiah anything any of those contenders they weren't i mean no remorse phantom lord no remorse was up there um yeah, I kind of just went with my initial gut. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't spend a ton of time. I didn't I, either. I wanted to make sure it was kind of like off the cuff. Like I'm not gonna look at the old list. I just want to sit down on my phone, type it out, and not think too hard about it. Like just go with my gut. What I've been listening to lately. I did the same exact. I think thinking about it too much kind of starts to compromise it. Yeah, because then you sure. start thinking, oh, what's gonna? Well, what's the gonna... shortest draw is better than this, and or or maybe you start thinking like, what's gonna be more impactful on the show? What's gonna be more interesting? Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. Fuck all that. Go with your gut. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> that was fun. Super fun. We're going to take a break from that, and we're going to burn down this Troubadour show. Burn it down. So, so here's what you got to remember, okay? It's 1988. The boys have been playing uh, arenas with Ozzy. They probably are starting to play arenas by themselves. Yes. They Oftentimes, bands that are doing arenas before they start a big tour, I think this is like before the big Monsters of Rock tour, they will book some shows in clubs as warm-up shows. Yeah, which is and spe- very special for fans because they're seeing their favorite band in a 400 cap club probably impossible to get tickets i mean yeah and it's probably a lot of friends and family yes so you can imagine like like being able to see them in a sweaty Gosh. club like that that have been incredible so you're we're probably gonna i mean i haven't heard this show yet we're all gonna hear it for yeah the first time together. this is one of the shows that comes in the box set one of many by the way yeah we've, a bunch. we've talked a lot about what what all the box set comes with but um it's gonna be cool to hear the energy of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, with no further ado, we ready to rock into the show? Uh, ado, let's do it. Let's undo it. <laughs> Any more puns before we? <laughs> no, I'm cool. I just watched a lot of Modern Family last night, so that was my Phil Dunphy coming out. All right, here we go. Live from the Troubadour, May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight. Sloppy Joe. A little bit. They also might be hammered, too. Absolutely. Not the best quality, either. It could be like a bit of a board mix, or... Like, there's not really any bass in it. Well, that was kind of their MO in 88. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh. He's probably mixing it as the first song burns down. It's a, probably a soundboard. Yeah. Sometimes your first song is your sound check. Definitely drunk. I feel like the mix just got worse. (laughs) This might be a thing where they only had like a stereo mix after all these years, you know? And, you know, Big Mick back then was trying to adjust for the recording and then that's just what it was. This is definitely a two mix. Yeah. It's weird to hear board mixes like this because it sounds somewhat direct. You know, like uh, for those that may not understand what I mean, you're not hearing the room of the troubadour, you know, sure. as if you were at the show. I, I love, like, that's why I love Seattle '89. You can hear the arena. Yeah, 
Motherfucker, yeah! Do 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 Ooh, man. That was some sloppy right hand work there. But I think we got a long show ahead of us. <laughs> I feel like when that mix all of a sudden changed, like the snare drum went away. And like, and toms are real loud. Just a little bit of reverb or delay would really help. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. You have to just imagine yourself in the room. Oh, dude, if you were there, this would it, be, it'd be flawless. It would, <laughs> totally, that's yeah. what it's Well, because a lot of times, like I'm talking about earlier, when it's too direct, sometimes you hear too many mistakes where... In, a, in an open sounding room and environment, or if there's a little bit of reverb on this, it would kind of help cover it up a little bit. Plus, you got a metalhead puking on your boots. Yep. That floor tom is so loud. Kind of hurt Cliff there. Jason. Oh, God, of course. <laughs> 88. Oh, my God. Jeez. You're fired. You're fired. I'm going to fire Damien, then I'm going to fire you. All right, I'm fired. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I was talking about the spirit of Cliff. You don't hey, know. The spirit you of Cliff's me, always there. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> I'd imagine James is hovering over the crowd, yelling, die, or whatever. Or having a seltzer water. Yeah. In the dressing room upstairs. Yeah. It's close enough. He could have made it up there. It's cool. Hey. A little squealy squealy by Kirk. Sounds like not even like a board mix, like some kind of tape player just recording from front of house or something. It's 1988. I know it's just a weird board mix. Like, but you know, if Big Mick was in charge of that, he might have been like, "Oh, the level, everything sounds good in the house." I don't think they were record. They were cared about at the recording. No, they probably were recording for like, "Oh, this will be a re-release one day." Or they were just documenting. Maybe yeah. they were listening to their shows so they could critique them. Yeah. Check out the tapping.
<laughs> this just sounds like a party for them. They got drunk. They're a little sloppy. But having fun. It's kind of wild that they released this. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty rough. It's a little sloppy Joe. Can you imagine being a massive Metallica fan back then and not being able to get in the show, but being on the sidewalk outside the Troubadours, just hearing this from a distance? I bet a lot of people were out there. Hollywood Boulevard, just hanging out. For sure. I would have been there. Yeah. Although, right into Bells. Oh, I'm a pirate now. Looking for me gold at the Troubadour. Are you feel alive? <laughs> You're Jason back there a little bit. I find it's too painful to be at a show that you can't get into. Uh, and you can just yeah. hear some of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's too painful. I just have to leave. Yeah. Although, I don't know, with a band like Metallica, I'd probably stand out there and... really just hear James and Lars. Yeah. This is just riff tapes live. <laughs> totally. In front of 500 people. Yeah. Actually, that's Kirk that's super loud. Maybe we're not even really hearing James. Yeah. Listen to how low James's guitar is. Very... how loud Lars's toms are. Go, 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 go. That's Kirk's guitar that yeah. we hear so loud. Yeah, you're right. Toms are pretty loud. Yeah, I mean, compared to the kick and snare, it's crazy. Time marches on, Dad. Yeah, Dad. I'm going to go to the Troubadour whether you like it or not. I'm going to stay up till midnight if I want to. James Hetfield said I could. That's right. Shrat-a-tat-tat. See what happens here with the echo. It was in there. It kind of had like a primitive. See, that was the, I think right there was the room sound here. That was just the mains. You can hear the delay on. So that's why they were recording to some device, whether it's a tape machine or whatever, and you're mostly getting the direct sound of these microphones. 
not as much sauce on them as they're just coming through front of house. Yeah, board tape's always selling shit. Right. It's back then, I get it, man. But nowadays, it's like when you hear board tape in like 2018, you're like, why is this only shit? It's Pro Tools, and it should sound amazing. Right. They sound a lot better on this song than Creeping Death. I think it might, as they settle in, it might get yeah. more solid. They, they, they were also probably nervous or something. Yeah. Got the Steve Vai moment. Passion and Warfare moment. Uh oh. Kirk Doodle. Sounds better with delay and reverb. See, this has got delay and reverb all yeah. over it. Sounds like a bunch of cats jumping off a cliff, screaming. <laughs> you have a way with imagery. Well trying to paint a picture for the fans straight into sanitarium yeah i like that clean tone i love james's clean tone yeah it's that it's that j jazz chorus or whatever right that rc i think so yeah it's called like the rc jazz clean okay those usually are pretty popular with steel steel guitar players because they're so clean well, they were made for jazz guitarists. Yeah. Hence the hence the name. Yeah, it's a Roland Jazz Chorus. Roland, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Roland Jazz Chorus. Yeah, a lot of steel guitar players use those. It's because like the RC Cola. Um, that's right. <laughs> oh, Kirk. Where's the lead? <laughs> oh, shit. They're like, do it again. Re-intro. Maybe it's a long brooding intro. Maybe. Maybe Kirk's upstairs drinking a seltzer water. It's called a JC120. JC120. See it in the background? Yep. No solo. No solo. I wonder if he had a guitar issue. Can you imagine him up there? Just do it. Just, just go to the verse. Just start singing. I like that that's Kirk's voice. Yeah. Just start singing. Please. <laughs> Please. I'm trying to suss this out Look, over Look, I'm here. trying to plug my guitars and my pedals aren't working. Just sing your verse, James. I gave my goddamn guitar tech the night off. Look up a Roland Jazz Chorus, too, or is that what it's called? It's called a Roland JC120 Jazz Chorus Combo okay, Amplifier. Okay, so that is the same That's amp. It. Okay, cool. I still don't know if Kirk's playing. Yeah, I've seen that amp. Yeah, those are great. Just leave me alone. Kirky. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> oh, my God. See, there's a couple uh, guitar hero moments in there. Now, you know that I do not like to defend Dave Mustaine. Right. But, you know, Dave, this is what Dave's talking about when he's like, he's probably going to this show. Dave Mustaine was probably at this show. There's a, good, there's a chance, yeah. And he's watching that and going, I'm a better guitar player. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's true. Kirk has his moments, but that's what he's talking about. I would, I would, I would say Dave Mustaine is a consistently better performer. 
as far as nailing parts every time. Right, right. You know, but I, I mean, we all love Kirk's, what he's written for the band way more. Yeah, I think Kirk's a better artist. Yes. I love that descending riff in the chorus. Oh, yeah. Right here. Yeah. That's bitching, man. What if he'll say, leave me the fuck alone? Yeah, it would be it'd be interesting to like find the origins of all those live. Yeah. Well, there okay. we go. There's the regular one without the f bomb. Yeah. Oh, listen, they already started doing that. That jump, jump. That's not on the record. Yeah, that. That's Kirk. You're hearing we're, the, he just sounds the sloppy Joe we're hearing. I mean, I hate to say it. It's Kirk. Yeah, it just... I have a feeling they were super hammered. It just sounds sloppy and like kind of... He's like he's just dragging. And kind of skipping out on some chugga-chuggas yeah. to get to the next section. Let's see how he does here. Not the worst. The tone isn't very forgiving either. No, it's not. It's very dry. It makes it sound like sloppier than I think it is. I love the Flintstones remix. I know. Yabba Dabba Doo. The Yabba Dabba Doo that, that's on disc 12. <laughs> I wonder if where the river the recording device was it was like in front of Kirk's amp maybe I just don't think that when the signal from the board was going to whatever device they're recording to I don't think they really paid attention to the levels too much they're probably just recording it just to have like you said just for, for, for a review in the future or something with no intention of putting it out with a reissue box at 30 years later so they Lars probably had it archived and was like oh this will be good it's decent enough I don't know if I would put this out if I was in, in a band. You would? I don't know. If, I said I don't know if I, I would do it. I wouldn't. If I was playing like that, I'm not I, trying to dog Kirk here, but it's you know. I can tell you for a fact I would not. I did it. I, I was playing in a cover band, and uh, we were playing in a new venue, and I got there a little early to load in. So you guys fucking up for a good time tonight, or what? Let's hear some banter, and then yeah. I'll, I'll continue the story. <laughs> you guys want to have some fucking fun? Sounds like they are. Yeah. Fucking same here, man. Uh, so, uh, who told you about this fucking gig, eh? So it was a secret gig. Uh, fuck. Sounds like it, yeah. So, uh, they're like Q Prime. <laughs> It's weird to hear him say old shit when they just played stuff off of uh, uh, puppets. 
what, 20 years ago or something? <laughs> that is too long. In 1968. And all that shit. Not a rat fan? So, uh, you guys fucking want to hear some old shit, right? We've already been over this, James. James, you know what we want to hear. We want to hear old shit. We already said yes to that question. Like, Ride the Lightning's not old in this case. Red Lightning's four years old at this point. Right. Oh, we got a clam right up top. Damn. Kirky. Ah, the gallopy thing's all right. But so anyway, I'm loading into this venue yeah. early, and uh, the owner of the venue is like, "Oh, the guitar player." He's like, "Hey, man, you ever had any absinthe before?" Oh, absinthe. Yeah, at the time it was illegal in Alabama. Right. I was like, "No." He's like, "You want to drink some absinthe with me until the show starts?" I was gonna just drop my gear and like go home and have dinner, and I was like, "Sure." We drank a whole bottle of absinthe together. I don't remember anything from that night. <laughs> now, we played our whole three-hour set. We played Panama by Van Halen, Sweet yeah. Child of Mine, the whole nine. And I was a lead guitar player. Yeah. Now, I'm just glad no one recorded that. Because it probably sounded... I mean, there's no telling what it sounded like. Do you even remember like, what your bandmates said or anything? Or like, did they tell you later? Like, man, you were No, the, the general consensus was that it was a success. It so was, maybe you played fine. Maybe. But, th- but they were all drunk. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like a big, like, Clint got too fucked up and fired. It was like everyone just kind of partied, and we played yeah. a set. Wow. But, but I wasn't present there. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> you were you were hovering above the stage <laughs> just, in just a catatonic that, state. Just astral projection. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they don't sound that drunk, but they, right. they were called alcoholic. I mean, these dudes were getting fucked up. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they do the middle part. I don't think they do. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that we can't hear a lot of James's guitar. I know. Oof. Hear those toms, though. He, he is not <laughs> hitting those triplets, man. Love the swingy. Come on, Kirk. <laughs> way to go. Play that part. We believe the way in it's you. <laughs> we love you. We believe in you. <laughs> I wish they played this more live. With the, with the bridge. I mean, it's probably the best song on Kill Em All in terms of composition. I think so. Now there's nothing you can do, motherfucker, come on. No. I bet James' guitar is tight. hope so. Gather around, for I have news. No middle part. Yeah. Well, gather around now. I want to tell you something. For I have news. For I, 
<laughs> Harkin, a rider approaches. Well, the pale horse is out. Take a knee now. All eyes up here. I need you to take a knee, man. Take a knee, like Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> I need you to take a knee at the football, at the big game this at Friday. The big game, all right. All right. There will be four horsemen there. James, oh, Lars, think, Kurt, Jason. I think they're drawing near. Now there's nothing you can do. Come on, tell me about it. Come on now. I'll bet you Brantley will be there. Jason, Brantley, listen. Need you to be a buddy and come on by to the game take a knee with me, okay? Take a knee, hey, but be, first, I'm going to need you to call me back. Yeah, call me back. Be a buddy. Be a buddy, call me back. This is better. Yeah. I like those little pinch harmonics in there. You think they're on purpose? <laughs> it might be an accident. Again, I'm trying to put myself in the space of being there at that time. It, it it's not going to sound like this when you're in that room. It's just you know, it's true. You hear the room. You hear the crowd. You you know, there's a natural reverb to the room. It's true. Natural acoustics. So it's still not great. True. Totally. So like it's like super hot. It's so sweaty. It's so hot right now. I don't know if you guys need a beer. No, give me a beer, James. Well, I was like, um, I'm gonna first I'm gonna drink it, then I'm gonna spit it in your mouth. Um, um, what? Whose voice was that? James. That's not legal, huh? He he was doing the dad. We got some friends from way back, don't we? All fucking right. See if you know this one too. Fucking right. Isn't it crazy when they're talking about back in the day and old shit? And Kilimall's five years old. That's old shit. At the time, it was. It's yeah. Fast. Everything's been fast. Yeah. <laughs> what was he counting? When Nothing. they when they do the next on the diamonds, but diamonds are whole notes. By the way, someone asked recently, "What are diamonds?" They're whole notes. Yeah. One, two, three, four. One, one two. You let it ring for a whole bar. Yeah. So can't beat maniacal laughter in the 80s, man. I know. It's just a fail, a surefire way to kick up the energy. Come on, Kirk, we believe in you. Pay those up. Play the fucking notes. Little yellow, different, different. Little yellow, different, different. <laughs> Who does <Newbert>. that? <laughs> Acting like a maniac. Who does this? Honey, he gave himself whiplash. He had to go to the hospital. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Hoits. Ouch. Make it fucking soul. 
Hey, he's right. It is hot as fuck tonight. I'm like a total maniac. New bird. Little yo different. Ooh. New bird. like a punk rock song oh yeah totally that's why that's what i love about kill them all i love that you've knocked the water down is it is it on side yeah with a cap on it caps on it (laughs) (laughs) you know next christmas clint and his wife are gonna get a brand new rug because by that time i'll spill the eight things on it so funny Kirky. Did you say go Kirky? And you know what? Kirky wasn't ready. That's pretty cool. That's a fun solo. Yeah. Slipknot! Slipknot! (laughs) Sounded like you said that. Some up Miller Lite, what do you say? <laughs> oh, they've already doing the your. Yeah. <laughs> I love the part. <laughs> we did it! We play the song Whiplash. That little doo doo. They're really locked in there. <laughs> so tight. <laughs> God, Jason, it, it sounds like he's. It sounds like he's in another venue. <laughs> he's down the street he's with like the whiskey. Two <laughs> he's. he's the, He's down the street with the whiskey and the front door's open. That's where that's how they're getting his signal. <laughs> it's like an SM57 on Hollywood Boulevard getting traffic and his base. Yeah. All right, Kirk. Where's the reverb, Kirk? Again, I mean, in the room, even as a guitar player, you're not hearing that tone that we're hearing right now. You're hearing your amp being projected throughout the room, so... I know, but we're hearing it now, Oh, uh, We are hearing it now, yes. I'm not saying this is great, but... Well, they kept it in time. They usually speed that up. Yeah. Definitely some pocket issues. Can you hear Jason a lot better now? <laughs> Turn up the bass now for the intro to fade to black. He's like doing eighth notes. Gung, 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 gung. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to imagine that this is Metallica, one of the greatest bands in the world. They certainly don't sound like it in this show. 
I hate to say it. I hate to say it too. I think they were just must have been hammered, dude. Or you know. What's up with all the fucking chugging, shoveling eighth notes on the top of Fade to Black? God, at this point, they've they've made Ride the Lightning Master of Puppets. They're about to release Injustice for All. Hey, just stop singing. <laughs> how are they doing? How is James doing? Clean to the distortion back then. Did he have like a pedal to his amp? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm no, sure but he's that. playing a boogie for the heavy and that jazz chorus for the clean, though. He has two amps. And AB switch. AB switch. Yeah. So he's doing likely. it himself, you think? I would imagine so, yeah. They don't have a tech doing it? Uh, I just don't know what technology it was and if there was like a MIDI controller available back then to do that stuff. I bet the tech had the AB switch off to he wherever have, he yeah. was and he's doing it. Yeah. You never see James hitting pedals. Oh. We're getting a little bit more of a balanced mix now. You can hear James and Kirk. Uh, yeah, I mean, it only took six songs. Yeah, that's okay. That's it. Come on, Kirk. Fix your clean to right now. His clean tone is not great, even with that delay on it. It's too clean. Yeah, that was a pretty good yeah. That was the whole band Nickelback came from that one yeah. Exactly, yeah. A, a, a child Chad Kroger was at the show, snuck into the back door, couldn't believe it. Um, I'm gonna make another coffee. You want a water? Uh, I'm good right now. I'm gonna sit here and try to spill this one while we listen to the rest of uh, Fade to Black. Meow meow meow. See how outro sounds. I'm just gonna let. I just want to listen to this whole outro while Clint makes some coffee, and let's all sit back and relax and enjoy it. Now I will just say goodbye. 
definitely getting better as the song's ending. I don't mean that in a way, oh, the song's over. No, they, actually, that whole outro... The best was, part of the song is when it ends. That, uh, the, the end of Fade of Black, the whole outro was actually pretty tight. I hear some reverb. Oh, I spoke too soon. <laughs> but yeah, Kirk's whole outro solo sound I thought sounded good. I am so mad at my bug guy. Damien? I'm just mad at him. His name's Damien, too. Well, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like the omen. It's cool, but... It's kind of like evil. I don't know. Like, I was just fantasizing about firing him while I was making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw this coffee in his face. I'm going to tell him you're fired. He's going to say, well, what happened? What went wrong? I'm going to say, I, I don't like you. You annoy me. So you That's what the problem is. You're going to say what? that to him? Yeah. All right. Well, you're fucking better because we are. All right. <laughs> you I wish you could all see Clint's face. Well, you can on the camera over there. YouTube people can. Clint's pissed. You know, fucking loud motherfuckers here. Hey. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Fucking first album too, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure you know the fucking words. Swansea Tunnel. This was a <laughs> Wow. He's drunk. We should make like a kid's album of us just singing metallic songs. Yeah. Tito's vodka. Hi. <laughs> hello. 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 All right. What did he say? There's a guy in a white coat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure what that was. It was there's a guy in a white coat. There's a guy in a white coat. <laughs> it was their doctor. It was Phil Towel. Actually. Holy shit! He used to wear white coats before he got yeah. the Cosby sweater. Exactly. Seek and employ. Fuck you, come on! Yeah, fuck you! Oh, he's really hurting their feelings. Yeah. It's kind of like a Michael Jackson shimon. Yeah, shimon. Search and shimon! Shimon! Ooh, Lars. Lars. You know, I will say, Lars has kind of been the most consistent, even though we can't hear Jason very well. Hey, I heard Jason shoveling eighth notes on the intro to Fade to Black. It sounded like shit. Yeah. Absolutely no pocket. Yeah. There's some pocket here. Yeah. That on that walk down. 
Diamond. That's a diamond. Yep. Whoa. Oh, why? Here we go, diamond. Did you, say, did you hear him go, Lars Ulrich drums? Did he say that? Yeah. No, hold on, hold on. Go back to that. Into the next one. <laughs> oh, that is fucking funny. I love that. The best part of this one so far. You know he's taking the piss out. Oh, yeah. Lars Ulrich drums. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Larsy Poo. Larsy Poo. They're hammered. This is a fascinating show. It is. I was starting to wonder if this was boring, as I've been on every episode of the box set. Yeah. But this is an interesting show. Tom Quee told me, he assured me that these episodes are not boring. Well, that's good. Hey, so if, we, if Tom likes them, then everyone will like them. We've got the seal of approval from across the old pond. Tom hates everything, so you guys are in for a treat. For the rest of this episode. Old Thomas. Hello, it's me, Thomas Quee. I oh, hate oh, everything. Old Tommy Poo. Tommy Poo on Alpha Metallica. <laughs> Damn. I never understood why they both played that. It's an odd choice, right? I kind of like it, but it's, it it's, is weird. I mean, it's how it is on the record and live. It hasn't forever, but... But it's like, let James do it twice, then you bring Kirk in, yeah. dynamically build it. Right. Well, because Paul Curcio was not producing that record. No. He was just letting them do whatever they wanted. He was wanted. hitting record. <laughs> right. He passed away recently. Oh, for real? Yeah. Passed away a few months ago. That's a bummer. Yeah. I remember uh, trying to look him up maybe about a year ago to try to get him on the show. Yeah. That sucks. You know what's passed away? The guy that made their whiskey with him. I saw that, yeah. He, like, sort of suddenly passed away. Yeah, they, and they just... Because they were, really weren't friends with him beforehand, but they kind of got close to him... With the development of that whole whiskey, and yeah. yeah, it's a shame. Shatner, 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 William Shatner, Shatner, Shatner. <laughs> Such a simple, silly joke, and yet gives me Larzy. so much. Larsy Poo! Oh, is he talking to Lars? Yeah. Drunk in the back. I mean, I'm sure there wasn't one sober person in that room that night. Probably Jason. Meow, meow. Kirky, Kirky. One of my favorite riffs in the song. Yeah. Kind of groove metal. You hear a lot of that on Hardwire where they just throw in a random new riff at the end. Right. Back to double time. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
man, man. We man, are man, really man. rocking out oh, over we're here. Rocking out at HQ too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Skin in the scene in the thank you. <laughs> I believe the children are future. Thank you. Thank you. Coming to America was on TV last night. No. Yeah, I was. Uh, I never watched regular ass TV and like the Stars movie channel was on. And I watched The Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. Uh-huh. Uh, all fucking right. Hang on. So you guys aren't all fucking tuckered out already, are you? No. Thank you. Yeah. Y'all got the fucking Master of Puppets album? Never heard of it. All, all the fucking crosses on it, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Describe the cover. It's not the one with the electric chairs. One with all the fucking crosses on it. So you watch Coming to America? Watch Coming to America too, yeah. And I totally forget just the very intro where it's like every single thing is done for him. Like oh, he's yeah. woken up by the little mini orchestra uh, to the, the women cleaning the royal penis. Right. There's so many good. Just brushing his teeth, mouthwash for him. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to see his opulence to understand. That that's not the life he wants. Right, exactly. Hey, he doesn't want he doesn't want a wife chosen for him. He tells that chick to hop on one foot and bark like a dog. Yeah. And then he leaves and she just keeps doing it. Yeah. It's crazy. Bark like a dog. Pretty tight on this song. Yeah. So far, so good. They're playing it more like the record tempo, though. Maybe yeah. don't try to play everything 30 BPM faster than right. the album. You keep hearing that high-pitched feedback. It must be the mic. Can you imagine Fleming being in the show, being like, "Ugh, boys, you know that record we just made? Play it, play it a little better." I almost want to take this and add like a room reverb to it and see if it does anything. You know? I want to never listen to it again. This is one of the tighter ones, I'll say. I'd be interested to hear James's solo. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited suddenly. Ooh. Ooh. Special treat coming up. <laughs> Faster. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That's right. Move it. New little. Get a little different. Yeah, that high pitch, like, tinnitus. It's very, yeah. Unless that's just, we have the same frequency damage in our ears. Entirely possible. Yeah, very possible. <laughs> they sound, he sounds kind of tired. Yeah. It's like singing flat and... Out of breath. Yeah. I mean, those are high energy shows. They are. 
Thank you. 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 Open. So quiet. James saw his clean tone for a second. <laughs> and then they just a high a low pass filter just came on. It's so weird. Jason's bass is real, like, plucky. Yeah, meow, meow. Real springy sounding. Yeah. It just sounds like the direct signal. How many more songs we got? (laughs) Six. Whoa, easy there, Kirk. Slow down. Rain it in. <laughs> More of that dog whistle. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a tough show, man. It is a tough show. <laughs> this, I don't know if this show is the best advertisement for the box set. Yeah. I also got to be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm getting tired of talking about the box set. Me too. Maybe we maybe we do one more and then we're done. Take a little break or just be done. Just be done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was the last episode of the uh, Just For All Box Set. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I'm interested in the uh, the David Bowie riff. Oh yeah, coming up right here. Yeah, let's see what happens. Oh, oh, whoa! Clint is holding his hand over his eyes right now. Ooh. Sloppy Joe. Like, I feel like we have to do this exact thing again, but with one of the better shows. Yeah. Just to to make up for re- this. Redeem it. I'm genuinely surprised. I, I don't know. I'm surprised and not surprised they release this because they're not really ashamed of putting the, the grit out there, the dirt. That's true. You know, like, I mean, they put out some kind of monster, you know, like, so I don't know. For me personally, I, if I heard a, a live show I played and it was, it was this sloppy, I'd be like, maybe don't put that out. But they did. Or maybe they just didn't have as much vaulted material to make the box set attractive. And they were like, fuck it, we need it. We need this show. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, like, it, it kind of just sounds like a bootleg. I don't bootlegs might even sound better than this. This is since this is direct signal coming from the, the board. Master, 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 master
Whatever that feedback is. I mean, Big Mick might have been chasing that like all night. Yeah. But it's it's there. I can still hear it. I mean, this is the last song before the encore. Wow, that's trash, trash can. That was something. That was a song. That was a song that, was that a they song played. song by Metallica. They played that song just now. Yeah, they played it. Off with your heads now. Off with your hey heads now. Off with your hey hey. We're fucking out of here. Later, we're going to go up the stairs stage right to the dressing room. And, and we're going to pull those curtains shut. So you think we're gone, but we're not really. Thank you and a good night, you fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nuts. Him with his nutty nut talk. He loved nutty talk. He loved that nutty talk. All right, now we got what's called Encore Jam. Oh, boy. What could this be? Probably Bad Seed. <laughs> bad Seed. Yeah. country wow we have the hiccups now why that done gave you a case of the gall darn hiccup it done did it tell y'all what man choking on a bad seed hey Mickey you're so fine you're so fine you blow my money Mickey and Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my money, Mickey. Like, why include this? Dude, this is what happened that night. This is a, tr- this is a document of what happened I know. that night on planet fucking Earth, homie. It wasn't like they did anything cool, though. It's just. Are, are you kidding me? The Hey, Mickey, you're so fine drum beat with the chromatic walk up. No excuses by Allison Chains. Came. Oh. The run to the hills that they did on Garage Inc. or Garage Days. And they're playing it just as bad as a goof. <laughs> run for your life. Thank you. Here we go. As long as it's Fred. Love Fred the baby. Baby Fred, the best. Much to me. This is sounding cool so far. Kind of hard to fuck this one up. True. I gotta say, man, I prefer Green Hell over this. I wish they played Green Hell really? more. I love Green Hell. Who's your face? That's your face today. That's just so badass. It's so weird. Yeah. Little, yellow, different, new bird. <laughs> new bird. I did my taxes today. I didn't use a CPA. <laughs> Uncle Sam. Oh, whoa. No bread. 
confusion. Where'd Kirk go? Oh, he's got to come in with the next part. Look at the tapping, right? This. The diamonds, if you will. See? Another exhibit of diamonds. Diamond. Shoo-shee. It's like a shreds video. Some of it is. What a weird part. <laughs> totally. You know, to go from that intro to this. I'm gonna do this weird solo thing, then you just hit some harmonics. Ding 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 ding. Then we'll go into the one of those badass riffs on Kill 'em All. Well, let's not kill them all. Well, it was on one pressing to kill them all. Recorded during Kill 'em All. Yes. Somebody was a witch. She was liar. Thank you. Thank you. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> Don't want to see your face. <laughs> To the bone. I am man. Yes, I am. I like totally am man. Like, I'm like fucking totally evil. Like, I know, especially when I fucking hit the swell first thing in the morning down at Trestles. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, like, if I'm in line for the Slurpee at the 7-Eleven down in Rodeo... Oh, fuck yeah. I'm evil, man. Uh, I'm evil. To, don't talk to me until I have had my Slurpee, man. Oh, bro. Especially if I fucking haven't had my breakfast burrito yet. Bro. Ooh. A little medley. Oh, is this next track? Battery. Oh, it does. They even do the end of Am I Evil. Which, I'm fine. I like the short and sweet. Yeah, I'm cool with that. 
Hell yeah, that sounds good. That's a hard riff to play, man. It still fucks with my brain. Hanging out on those toms for a minute. Goom, 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 goom. Thank you. Thank you. That's <laughs> We want to thank you and you and you and everyone here at Troubadour. And especially the drunks in the back. <laughs> Gonna fire my bug guy. Lars <laughs> <laughs> E. Poo. Oof. Hey. I'm not going to dog him on this one. This is a fucking hard riff to play. <laughs> this show, The Tuber, is sponsored by Duracell. <laughs> there was a bidding war between Energizer and Duracell. That's right. Who was going to sponsor the show? Well, at the end of the day, the bunny was too soft of an image yeah, for well, Metallica. Th- but Metallica fans ripped it to shreds, too. Right. Kirky-poo-poo. Kirky-poo. Oh, the kirky-poo. Oh, overshot a little bit. This is going to be over soon. Yeah, me too. What if Lars finally checks out our podcast and this is the first episode he listens to? There's no way he's going to disagree. No way he's going to disagree. Like, um, um, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Well, but like, sorry, Lars, if listen. me and him can't be friends because we don't see reality the same way, then I, yeah. I'll just have to accept <laughs> that. Like, listen, buddy, I, a lifetime long, lifelong fan staring right at you. That show is not the best sauce to put on the pizza. I mean, we've made the appropriate caveats. It's different in the room and all that. Sure. It's just, yeah, it's kind of painful to listen to when it's so direct sounding. We're referring to here say battery rather than battery. It goes battery. That's bitching. One of the best parts ever. Oh my gosh. Wow. Just stopped. That was Lars and Kirk. Thank you. We are Marcy Playground. We are Ezra! Good night, Dark Continent!
not as good as better than Ezra. We are Depeche Mode. Holy vey. Guess what we got coming up next? Encore Jam number two. Sorry, I just doze off for a second. Oh my god. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Thank you, fucking see ya! Hope you had a fucking, uh, hope you had a good fucking time, huh? Time! What do you get, Irish for Scottish all Scottish? of a sudden. Have a great time! Have a great time! Have bangers and fucking mash. great time, mate. Alright, Encore Jam, a number dose. What could it be? You sound like a load riff. This is actually a copy of me playing lead when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> this is you playing after a bottle of absinthe. Oh, they did find tapes of that show. That's fun. Yeah. Kind of got like an outlaw vibe. What is that? Is that I'm Misfits? Not, I'm not sure. What does it say? This is jam, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, someone's going to write in. I'll see if I can look it up real quick. That's definitely a cover. Well, that's all we know of that one. Okay. Yeah, no shit. So we've been uh, down here in L.A. for about three months uh, doing this shit called a new album, which uh, should be available, I guess, about August 1st. Uh, Barring all fuck-ups and shit. <laughs> so, uh, we were just wondering if you guys wanted to hear a new one tonight. Interesting, out of all the new tunes that they're going to play Harvester. Yeah. I guess not, huh? <laughs> no, James, they do want to hear it. James, they want to hear it. Harvester of Sorrow. Of Sorrow. <laughs> Hey Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey Mickey. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Mickey. Hey Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. Oh, London Dungeon. That's a Misfits song. I knew it was Misfits. You're the Misfits guy. Come on. I know, I missed that one. I don't know why. You misfit you. I knew. Shuck a dee dato. Suck a dash. Suffering Suckatash. Suffering Suckatash. Ooh. I'd been pretty exciting, though, if you were a Metallica fan, come up with those first two records and then hearing this. Absolutely. Back in the day, it wasn't like you could see clips on Twitter and Instagram. There was nothing. A new song meant... You know, yeah, you're like, soaking oh that God. shit in. Yeah. Hell yeah. We have groove. We be grooving. 
not quite sure if we tuned our guitars after that break, but... <laughs> Distrib a guy your youth. <laughs> Distribute God your youth. That'd be weird. This might have been the first time they ever played this. Or, you know, shortly after. I mean, yeah, it might be the debut. I mean. So this is night two. They did the night before. Okay. May 23rd, 88. Is that what the debut was? So the night before was the debut. Two nights of the Troubadour. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the night before this performance. So this Got is it. night two. For the second time. So this is the second time they ever played it. Wow. Uh, same exact set list. Yeah. Yeah, these are the two warm-up shows for the Monsters of Rock Tour with Van Halen. The next show after this one is night one of the Monsters of Rock right, Tour. Right, yeah. Almost done, Quinn. Almost done. I'm just curious about our top tens now. <laughs> One of the best moments on Justice. I'm going to try to write something like that for Lunar Satan. It's cool. I'm going to use that as like a template. All right. So their second time playing it, it's just basically the pause from the record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they haven't played in front of a crowd big enough to really get that sorted. Language of the mad. Oh, my God. That's where the James is doing the backup. Yeah, Jason's not doing it. He might be doing it. We can't hear him. Gonna switch to clean here. And it's slowing down. Uh, they don't know how to end it. Yeah. We don't have an ending for 
<laughs> well, there you go. So what'd you think? It's all right or what? Pretty good. Pretty good, guys. I felt you it. You guys are really neat. It's not thrash, but I mean, it's more of a mid-tempo slog. But I guess I could deal with it. Some more or what? Yes, we we have 36 more songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. 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 yes, of course. Shit. Cunt. Fuck. Piss. Slut. He's not a nice man. <laughs> He's not a nice man. Was that James again? Yeah. Master of Puppets. Master of Papa. Well, he's not a nice man now. This is the one they count in five. Do you hear that? That yeah. hat was in five. Because what is this in five four? Uh, the, the intro. Oh, sure. I've never counted it. This actually, is four, of course. Two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Give me money, give me green. Seriously. <laughs> that doesn't sound like bells. Oh, James is or Jason's back for a second. A little bit. Hey guys over here. They locked me in the green room. <laughs> Interesting song to play at the end of the set. Yeah, very much. Like, not damaging or hit the lights. Yeah. Or ride the lightning or, you know. I mean, maybe this show for them was like, hey, let's play some deep cuts. I don't know. Bow down to the Phantom Lord. Bow down to the Leopard Messiah. Bow down to the Judas Kiss. So much bowing happening. I can't bow anymore. My honey, my back, my sciatica. Oh, at my age, are you kidding? My sciatica. Who does this? Oh, I need an inversion table. <laughs> Stretch my shit out, if you know what I mean. Honey, I got a whole closet full of Nuprin. Oh, you know I like it because you know it's little and it's yellow. I can it's, see it. Honey, it's different. It's different. Okay, Lars. Okay, 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 okay. Larsy Poo. This is a heavy song, big time. You'll get a better seat. Make a contribution, you'll get a better seat. You get a better seed. A better seat at the at the show. Which is true. If you pay more now, right. you get rail access. Exactly, yeah. I love this bridge. 
Mustaine claims he wrote this. Well, can you tell? Doesn't it sound like the spider riff to you? <laughs> I invented the spider riff. I invented drums. You know that, right? His voice just sounds tired. Like he's not, you know what I mean? He's kind of flat in a lot of it. Well, if it's night two of this same set, I mean, you know, these songs are fucking juggernauts. Yeah. yeah. And they've been recording for the past three months. Right. Probably, probably doing vocals last. Yep, totally. So he probably is coming off two weeks of vocals. Yep. That, that's exhausting. Oh, definitely. Even when you're, you know, young and dumb and full of... Plums. Plum. Yeah. So do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do Pretty intense outro. Yeah. Why am I spacing on the load or reload song? And now it's time to kiss your ass goodbye. Ass goodbye. Is that ain't my bitch? Uh. It's like I can't think of it with Leper Messiah playing. He repeats it, right? Is that ain't my bitch? And now it's time to kiss your ass goodbye. Is it Ain't My Bitch? <laughs> I can't think of it right now. Don't run around while you around. So useless. It's Ain't My Bitch. So useless. All right. Here's the last song of the night. Jam 7. Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg. I was correct. There's another jam. You were. If wow. you want to call it that. Wait, wait, I ain't fucking ready. <laughs> Come on, Jamesy James. Wow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this song is badass when they play it, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, did he say he broke a string? Yeah. Encore jam number 13. Yeah. 13.5 is my favorite one. James broke a string. Oh, they're doing a blues jam. Well, it's flooding down in Texas. Well, it's flooding out of the troubadour. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Kirk saving the day? Garage Inc. I got Wanna. Hashtag Wanna.
It's one of my favorite riffs to play. I've never learned how to play this one. Super easy, but just just comfortable. It's a, does it does it drop a beat? No, it's it's one of those one of those riffs that they have. I mean, like, I know this is a cover, but uh, what you think is the is the one isn't the one. It's not one two three four. Bah, 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 it's one two three. Bah, 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 da, 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 da. Gotcha. Ed is calling. Ed? Hey, James. Ed's Ed's on the phone. Tell that I'll call him. Tell tell Brantley. Jason will call him back. All right, Brantley. Jason, will call you back. Oh, I love that. I love those early like 80s puppets. simple riffs, yeah. Just a few years later, he'd be writing and recording a song called Nothing Else Matters. True. Isn't that weird to think about? Is that a chick on stage screaming? Woo! <laughs> Where's the pedal taverns? They're in Nashville. They're over the world now. Rock band at the Troubadour. Yeah, motherfucker, come on. And this is Slam Poetry. I love this part. <laughs> the Ringo. <laughs> Peace Bob and love. Head back and forth. Peace and Peace love. love. Peace and love. Peace and love to the Blitzkrieg. <laughs> Just brought the dime, the trash cans in. Yeah, James is like uh, Kirk or James are like, I uh, kind of want to keep playing that riff. Lars, no, we're like, done. Fuck we're done. This. Oh, tell your ride. Oh, they're in. Oh, tell, they're doing Tell your ride festival. Tell your ride Colorado's next. Yeah. It was tough to listen to. There's a lot of tough ones in there. See you, man. Hope you had a fucking good time tonight, all right? Time. See you around fucking soon on the monster shit, right? Uh, in Glasgow. See you around in Europe. Well. We did it. <laughs> we did it, dude. There it is. It's done. Now, There's but, some rough stuff in there. Well, but you know what? It was fun. It was fun. Well, I had a good fun. time. 
we burnt it down. And for those of you who can't purchase the box set like me, you got a little taste of what the sweaty club show is going to be like. Well, yeah. The next one we do, which might be the last one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll be one of the more... Um, We'll be later in the tour and be a more uh, polished show. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm because there's another on one included that is like that small club show in like Wisconsin or something. Okay. We'll skip on that one. Okay. We'll do like an arena show. We'll do like, yeah, something like Seattle. We've already really done that with the, yeah, the box set. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. But um, all right. Uh, before we launch into our top tens currently, as compared to two years ago, I thought maybe we dip into a little bit of Mustaine tweets. Yeah, he's been on, on on the old Twitterverse lately, getting getting some people riled up. Here's a little segment we like to call Dave Mustaine reads Dave Mustaine's tweets. Hello, me, meet the real me. I'm Dave Mustaine, and this is Dave Mustaine reads Dave Mustaine's tweets. All right, let's get into some of Dave Mustaine's tweets here. Um, I, your faithful co-host Clint, will be reading uh, some questions from fans or some general observations from fans to Dave. And then I think we've got Dave here somewhere at HQ2 to uh, respond via his tweet. So we start off with Hunter, who says, Yo, how many Grammys does Metallica have? I forgot. Well, who cares? Probably way more than you, troll. And following that enlightening exchange, Chris Morse says, What a loser. We're talking about the two best heavy metal bands of all time. Trust me, the Grammys have no clue when it comes to metal. Dave had this to say. He's a fungus. It's cool. Sheep are known to pick up diseases. Uh, Jackie Harvey writes, You're a good person. Seem very down to earth. Saw you guys a long time ago live. It was a great show. Here's what Dave had to say to that. Thank you, Jackie. But I can be very naughty sometimes, too. Angel emoji. So I guess Dave posted a picture of himself feeding birds. And he writes, homeless and starving at the time, I still stopped to feed the birds in hashtag Central Park, New York. I was grateful someone gave me their gloves. Is there something you're grateful for? Perspective. Michael Creamer says, some story behind that picture. Glad you got through those times, Dave. Just shows how things can go bad, but at the same time, how they can turn for the better. Dave had this to say. Well, I found out the hard way God was all I needed when I realized he was all I had left. It was a very, very lonely time. That's why I share this, because if I can do it, why not you too? Have a great day. All right, so regarding the earlier text about how God helped Dave Mustaine out of the bind that he was in, he was homeless, feeding pigeons and stuff. And he says God, God, he found out he needed God and God helped him. So Alex Franquelli writes, Why did God help him and not others? What makes a person think that they didn't make it by themselves? I find it extremely sad, but hey, it's not my business. So it sounds like, and then if I'm looking at this thread, there's sort of a theological conversation unfolding here. God helped Dave Mustaine when he was homeless. Why Dave Mustaine and not lots of other homeless people? I think it's just a theological question, the problem of evil, the seeming arbitrary nature of God's benevolence. I, I actually find that pretty interesting. And this is what Dave uh, had to say directly to that comment about, you know, why God helped him or not. Ha 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 ha. I married a model. I have amazing kids. My bills are paid. I have a little money saved. Lots of family that love me. Hundreds of friends and millions of fans. I'd like to stay in chat, but I'm cleaning my platinum and gold records and my Grammy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> After he said that, Ivan Hernandez said, Damn, Dave, you really are a piece of conceited shit. That way of talking is not the way of a person who's found God. Um, not the Walrus says, uh, you haven't been to the Philippines yet, have you? 
Here's what Dave had to say to that lucky fan. Well, if you don't count the times you've already been that's posted on the internet for resourceful fans to find, then no, we haven't been to the Philippines. Uh, I believe speaking of Dave wanting the big four to get back together, Matt Taylor says Dave needs money. Uh-oh. Let's see what Dave had to say to that. Well, if this was a joke, it's pretty weak. If it's a diss, it's even weaker. Stick around, and you'll surely learn more about me, and maybe even learn how to be funny. And lastly, we'll leave you with a little, a little bit of political comedy. Uh, Watts of Yoga and Music says, Great band, especially when Marty Freeman was in the band. Not so much a fan of hashtag right-winger Dave Mustaine. Oh boy, what did Dave say to that? Well, I'm not a right-winger, but I guess there's not much light to see when your head's up your ass. Well, that's all the time we have for Dave Mustaine Reads Dave Mustaine's Tweets. We will see you again on the next edition. And in the meantime, I hope your brain doesn't rust like a psychotronic robot. Hello, me. It's me again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my tweet reading. It's my misfits way of life. Nice story. Tell it to the Reader's Digest. Well, there you go. He's a... He's a nice, polite, um, humble, gentle man on Twitter, as we he, all Yeah, he's man. He's great. He really is, man. He's just... Well, he invented Twitter, so... He invented Twitter. He invented to... tweeting, invented typing. Right. Um, so he can really do what he wants. He yeah. especially invented retweeting and quote tweeting. All right. Well, so let's hear, to jump back into our top 10 of all time, we heard at the top of the show our top 10 deep cuts. They were pretty different. Mine was almost completely different. Let's hear what your top 10 was. Two years ago, our sixth episode, All right. January of 2017. Top 10 all time from two years ago. Number 10, No Leaf Clover. Number 9, Orion. Number 8, My Friend of Misery. Number 7, Battery. Number 6, Sanitarium. Number 5, The Unforgiven. Number 4, Fade to Black. Number 3, The Four Horsemen. Number 2, Master of Puppets. And number 1, Blackened. Okay. And, and just give us a little... Preview is it, are, we, are we looking into some different stuff here or what? Um, yes, I would say majority is different. Uh, there's some stuff that has moved around and some stuff that is brand new to the list. And again, I did it without looking at the old one, and I kind of did it off the top of my head. I didn't want to just think about it too hard because I don't want two songs to start battling it out. I'm just like, here's what I'm here's what I'm into. Here's my top ten right now. So here we go. Okay, number ten, the day that never comes. Nice. That's new. Number nine was on there before, but higher up, Sanitarium. Okay. Number eight, Wherever I May Roam. Wow. That was new. Like I said before, I've been really dipping hard into the Black Album, and I've been playing along with that one, too. And Super fun to to play with. Such a fun song to play with. Are you still backing the kind of long fade-out outro, the long solo? I kind of dig it now. I used to not as much, but the more I listen to it, the more I I, I don't mind it. Cool. you like this. Number six. Uh, I'm sorry. Number seven. Um, you like the next one. And maybe this one. <laughs> number seven. You're going to like them all. I like a lot They're of them. Meta- I like almost every Metallica yeah, you, song. You, I, I'm 99.98346% <laughs> sure you like all these songs. Okay. Number seven, The Four Horsemen. Love it. Uh, number six, The Memory Remains. Wow. I think because I covered it. Yeah. For volume two, I've been re- it's been in my head a lot lately, and I just I'm realizing what a great song. <laughs> great it is. song, absolutely. Um, so you've got Unforgiven two and Memory Remains, so we got some reload love. On yeah, totally. I've got some hardware love on this list too. Okay, all the way to number five, mm-hmm. Moth into Flame. Wow, that has become uh, in general, I think, a Metallica staple. I agree. Um, Moth, it, Moth is fucking solid. It might be my favorite 
track on hardware. It's now. my favorite. Yeah. Uh, spit, spits real close. Atlas Rise, Halo on Fire. Now, but that, we're, yeah. now that we're dead. All right. I threw uh, threw uh, Moth and Flame there. Number four, Clint's previous favorite, Creeping Death. Okay. Uh, number three, Blackened. Okay. It has been dethroned it, currently. Wow. I can't wait to hear what number one is. Number two, and this rounds out the trilogy, The Unforgiven. Okay. Which was also on my original list as well. Um, uh, where was it? Let me see real quick. It was number five. So this one moved up a little bit. Wow. Uh, and number one, I have Battery. Battery? Because Battery and Black and were always the tough ones. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, on my list before... Uh, was Battery on your previous list? Battery and Black and were. Battery's number seven. And Black was number one. Dethroned. Dethroned. So what is it about Battery now? I don't know. What, I mean, what, both what? of those songs are such bangers, man. And I, I think that they, they both have their awesome place in this thrash world. And some days I'm just I listen to Battery and I'm just like, oh, I want to fuck shit up, man. It just gets <laughs> me excited and like you know, makes me want to drive off off the road and mm, go off road and go off road, man. Down down a dirt road with some Coors Light. Makes you want to go mudding. Yeah, man. I'm get it. Get a big old winch. What do they call it when, in Oklahoma, where, where people like stick their arm in a catfish hole? To, oh, that's called a uh, um, okie okay, okay noodling. Okie okay noodling. Where you basically noodling. They, they bite Noodle. your arm. That's yeah, noodling. <laughs> and then you grab their insides to hang on to and pull them out. It's really fucked up. That's super fucking <laughs> totally. weird. Totally. Okie okay noodling. That's I will. What it is. I, let me tell you this. I'll never do that. I will never do that either. Even Just, even if I ate every meat in the world, I would never okie okay noodle. It feels kind of good to know things you'll never do. Yeah, I know I'll never... Um, I'll never skydive. I'll never skydive. I'll never bungee jump. I'll never do that either. I might parasail. I'll never do that. Because if you come down and you're just like, you got water below you. Yeah, and then a shark bites your dick off. <laughs> well, that's why you go parasailing on the Great Lakes. There's a um, there's a there's another country artist who will remain nameless, but Notorious kind of partier. It's not the guy I work for. And um, the thing he does is called a Grand Slam. All right. Now I'm I'm a fairly puritanical partier. I like to drink. That's about it. I yeah. like to drink. This guy does what he calls a grand slam. Grand slam oh is you take a big rip off of a bong, and then before blowing out the smoke, you shotgun a beer and do a shot of Jack. Then you blow the smoke out. Jeez. He does multiples of these a night. And that's we, a grand slam. It's called a grand slam. Now, what's, what's crazy about that is it's three things. A grand slam is technically four points in baseball. So I think this motherfucker needs to add one more thing to it. <laughs> if you want to call it a grand slam, call it a hat trick. That's three goals. Well, I hope I never talk to this person, let alone give them tips on how to name their horrible <laughs> drinking habits. But someone was describing this to us today, and it's just it's just shocking to me because me taking a hit of weed that hard, yeah. that would just do, do me in. Oh, I'd be asleep. Yeah. But bedtime, night-night. Yeah, good night. Let alone shotgunning a beer and a shot. While holding all that in the whole time, before you go on stage, so just throughout the day, a guy I was talking to about was like, "Man, I wouldn't mind like, I wouldn't mind like in a safe environment like trying it, you know." And I was like, "Dude, I'd love to watch you try it." Here's what I know about me: I'll never do that. Right? Never. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. I'll give you ten bucks. More ten bucks, man. I wouldn't do it for five hundred bucks. Oh, I'd do it for five hundred dollars. Really? Oh, absolutely. Someone's like five hundred bucks. Take a hit off this, hold it in, drink this beer, and shoot this, and then exit. All right. Well, here I'd we be like, okay. Well, here we go. Five hundred bucks. All right. Here we go. You ready for this game? Yes. What about four hundred bucks? Sure. What about three hundred bucks? Yep. Two hundred bucks. Yep. Jesus. A hundred dollars. No. Okay. One fifty. 
No, two hundred. I think is my. That's my. Is it? That's my base. One ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> See what I mean? No, I would. I honestly, if someone, well, realistically, if you're sitting there, like, let's say it's after a show, you're hanging out by the bus, you're in a safe environment. Yeah. You know that your bunk is twenty feet away. Right. And someone's and you have let's say you haven't had much to drink that day, so you're fairly sober, and you and someone says, "Hey, man," and and puts two hundred dollar bills in front of you, said, "I'll give you that if you do what you just described." Right. I feel like I'd be like, okay. Like, because guess what? Worst case scenario, I'm really stoned and not really drunk, and I'm just going to go to bed. Right. It might be uncomfortable to chug that beer, but if I want to, I could just go to bed and I'll have $200 in my bunk with me. I'm not saying I don't need $200, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't right. even do it for a thousand. Oh, wow. I wouldn't. Gosh, a thousand dollars? I would, I'd do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I Someone's to... gonna show up to our our, our two year party and be like, "Ethan, come out to the parking lot real quick." Five hundred well, bucks. Well, I, let me say this about that: I can't be bought. So you, you and Ethan have a good time out there. I'll I can to, be bought. You'll be the one scream doing the John Dugan or whatever. I'll the... be doing that. I'll be signing palms, man. Oh, Axel, <laughs> oh, Jim Duggan, Jim yeah. Dugan. Oh. Okay. So all right. So let's remind the listeners what your previous all time tracks were all right let's hear it from two years ago from two years ago clint's is number 10 dream no more number nine bleeding me number eight orion hmm. number seven ain't my bitch wow number seven through the never <laughs> number five master of puppets number four the unforgiven two number three from the bell tolls number two blackened and number one of course for clint creeping death all right i've got some surprise i've got some changes and some surprises that's surprising to me to read that that was weird to hear yeah well, I can go ahead and tell you, Bleeding Me, gone. Uh, through the Never, gone. Obviously, that's on my deep cut I'm going to say that Dream No More is gone. Dream No More, gone. Yeah. Orion, gone. Wow, okay. Let's hear it. Okay, number 10. I had to give it up for Hit the Lights. Yeah. Hit the Lights may may not be the best song on Kill 'Em All, but it's my favorite. Yeah. Like, in the Kill 'Em All slot, if I'm waiting to see what they're going to do, and they start playing that song, I'm most excited. Yeah, That's sure. how I kind of thought about it. And it's the first one they ever wrote. It's like the beginning of Metallica. Yeah. And I think it's so it's fucking... It's the origin story. It's yeah. so fucking cool that all these years later, it still holds up. It's not like some embarrassing, like, Pantera metal magic... Right, pre yeah. and Selmo fucking spandex shit. Exactly. It's as good as they are. Yep. Number nine, talk about a dethroning. This Uh-oh. went, I believe, from number three to number nine, Master of Puppets. Wow, that far down. Okay, that far okay. down. Like, almost off the list. That's still top ten, though. Top ten. Yeah. Yeah, undeniable. Puppets is, is undeniable. Also, another dethroning from number from high in top five to number eight. Bells. Bells. Okay, I think you had that at number two before or three. Maybe three. Number three. Yeah. Um, at number seven, we have a new edition. Ooh, a new edition song. Yeah, totally sweet. <laughs> uh, new to new to my list, and what even surprised me to put this on there because I just thought it's like a song that you know is great but you just don't consider it because it's almost overplayed yeah but I had to go fade to black yeah that was on my original top 10 it just it made it in here I was like I thought good I thought it has to be there that's a great song number six uh this is on my former list the unforgiven two yeah it's my favorite it's probably my favorite song off reload it's my favorite unforgiven yeah a, a little bit above the first one okay uh number five you're gonna love this we have the same number five, Moth in the Flame. Yeah, there we go. Moth's in the top five. Nice, yeah. Moth is up there, man. That says a lot. After two years of immer- complete immersion, Yes, their new record, the best song on that record, is in the top five of my all-time favorites. All-time, yeah. It's pretty cool. That's very telling of how good that record and it, is. And it hangs is. there. Like it's, It yeah. can hang with any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Number four, another new addition. I just 
Same deal as Fade to Black. I can't deny it. Yeah. One. Mm. You know, it's, I'm kind of surprised at myself that at no point did either of those make it into my top ten list. Well, Fade to Black, wasn't that in your original one? Yeah, Fade to Black and Sanitarium were. Fade to Black was number four last time for me. Sometimes I hear one and I think this is the best Metallica song they've ever written. Yeah. Because it's got the great lyric, the slow, the fast, the thrash, the yeah. harmony. The creepy vibes. The machine gun drums. All, all of it. So that's number four for me. Number three, The Ultimate Dethroning, my former favorite Metallica song, Uh-oh. Creeping Death. Creeping Death at number three. Number three. Oh it's going to shock What's you. What's number one? Number two, the same, Blackened. Okay. Right? Number two was Blackened, It right? was Blackened before, yeah. And number three is From the Bell Tolls before. Can you take a guess what number one might be? Your number one? I've hinted at it in previous episodes. Mm, man. It's, it's Disposable a, Heroes? No. Although that oh, that'd be a deep cut. That didn't make any of my list, but I fucking love that song. But no. Yeah. It's it's a surprising number one. Oh, uh, man. And it was not, I did not choose the song to be uh, to, to be dramatic. Man, I don't know. Like, what would it, just, I give up. It's Until It Sleeps. Ooh, okay. Where do I take this? I thank was wondering, you. thank you. I was wondering if it was going to be something off Load Reload. I can't get away from that song, man. Yeah. Fretless bass. Fretless bass intro. Great music video. Great heartfelt lyric. It's in a, It's got this weird time, but it doesn't feel like it. I just fucking love that. That's song. a great. It's a great song. I was a little torn uh, between that and um, "Memory Remains" because mm. that popped in my head right as I was typing out "Memory Remains." I was like, "Ooh, until it sleeps is great though," but I had to go. With I had "Bleeding Me" on my list, but it's gone. Yeah, but it was, you know, no hero of the days, no king, nothing. Yeah, no outlaw torn. Outlaw torn. We lost that for you. Yeah, we did. Um, well, that was fun. That was super fun. You know what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to, in year four, we'll have to do this again and just see what else has changed. What could happen? Maybe there'll be a new Metallica record to uh, get in the year running four? Here. Mm, I mean, a year from now? 2020. <laughs> that would be cool, but I'm not holding my breath. Well, it would be two years from now. The end of year four. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, that'd be amazing. Well, that was fun. I had a blast. You know what? Uh, if some of you want to write in and let us know, don't send it. We've already heard a lot of people's top tens, but maybe it would be an interesting email to get. Is what are what is a song for you that maybe went from some a cherished Metallica song that kind of got bumped off? Yeah. What's a song that you never thought would be in your top ten that kind of now has new life for you? Right. Yeah. Like your friend Jeff, he since he's rocking that '90s vibe. Yeah. If he were to make a top ten now, it might have some black I, album on it. Yeah. It very. I, I would think it might, especially a song like "Through the Never." You know, struggle within. Right. So he's kind of a or, trash guy. or holier than thou. So yeah. com. That might be interesting to see. You can always write to us any questions or concerns or funny anecdotes or yeah. whatever. What you like, what you don't like, all that stuff. We'll read it or ignore it. So those are the two <laughs> options for sure. Um, anything else we should say before we split? Uh, not much. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, live and in person in Birmingham and in Nashville for the pre parties. Um, we're gonna have some merch for sale there. I might even bring my own merch if you're cool with to bring some records and stuff. Of course, some, some teas. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be a fun week. So don't forget that. Yeah, Birmingham on the 22nd and uh, Nashville at the Cobra on the 23rd. Maybe we'll be there in person to sign your your boyfriend's boob. Yeah, your boyfriend's boobs. And then uh, this little little band that could call Metallica playing a little venue down the street. Um, called Bridgestone Arena. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Well, go leave us the review. Uh, go check out Cover Our World Black and go to MelodyPodcast.com. Sign up for the uh, newsletter. We're not going to spam your ass. Believe and, me, I hate that shit. And have a great year. Happy New Year. Happy uh, New Year. I'm going to fire my bug guy. Happy two year anniversary to us. Happy two year anniversary. Aww. Honey. Honey, that's so nice. I, 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 Lucius has a new outfit for it, I see. 
Well, we're going to let everyone get out of here. All right, let's do it. Peace. Adios. If you were our advisor, what would you say? Then I would say, delete that. <laughs> <laughs>